talk about episode 90. This week, we were taking a change from our normal Shonen Jump stuff from the off week, and this week we'll be putting into a tier list some of the new serializations that started while we've been doing this podcast. Uh, my name is Cole Greco, and join me as usual is my co-host, Jude Knoll. Jude, how's it going? Um, going okay. I've really had trouble sleeping over the past week, but coincidentally, the night that I downloaded the new Pokemon Sleep app, I actually managed to like sleep through the night, which is pretty cool. And the app itself is neat as well. It actually like records your sleep, like the audio all night. And then the next morning it plays back sounds that it like picked up during the night, which is really weird. Yeah. Don't you have to like, you have to like keep it kind of on your bed next to you. Is that what I was saying? Yeah. I I think I'm going to like put it under my pillow next time because I put Mm -hmm. it like off to the side and i don't think it really picked everything up that it was supposed to mm-hmm. so probably like legitimately start tonight but it's pretty cool it definitely has the same art style as a lot of the other recent pokemon app games which is pretty much like the only reason to buy any of them <laughs> besides pokemon go yeah mm-hmm. that's cool yeah and i saw that there's apparently like a shiny snorlax you can get but he's a different color than like actual shiny snorlax Oh, that's crazy. I did not see that. Yeah, there's like a kind of like a green one, but shiny Snorlax is just like darker blue than Snorlax already is. Oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I see it now. Yeah. Yeah, that game looks cool. I need, I need to uh, need to check it out. I remember like when it was announced and then there was like a three year gap between yeah. when it actually came out. <laughs> Well, I can tell because it runs a lot better than some of the other like Pokemon app games or free to play mm-hmm. games. Like mm-hmm. the animation is pretty smooth and thus far like it, it feels well put together. So nice. even though it's kind of just like a lifestyle app, it, it's pretty well done. Mm-hmm. I remember they had the uh, the Pokemon. I don't know what it is, but like Pokemon brush, the one that were to help kids like time brushing their teeth or something like that. Too. Oh yeah. I remember that now. <laughs> I wonder if that one's still, still out, out and about. Yeah. We need Pokemon shower now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Get these, get these fans, uh, hygienic. Yes. They could come out with like a smash bros shower game and <laughs> get to have your, your, uh, your main cheer you on as you shower every night. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say there's a there's a an opportunity for like Magic the Gathering in there or something for sure. <laughs> um all right, well Jude, do we wanna hop into kind of this this tier list we've got? Yeah, so um we have about fifteen series that have started since May twenty two. The podcast actually started in like late June, early July of that year. But these ones are spiritually ones that we like started the magazine out with or started the podcast yeah. out with because I think part of the reason we like started doing this was because there were so many series debuting at once and mm-hmm. it was kind of going to give us an outlet to like talk about our predictions, which we had been doing like just texting each other over the past year before that anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think we so like Super Smartphone is the first one that came out in May, but we did uh you did like the scattering report on that one. So I think yeah. I think it yeah, it, it like you said, it, it spiritually uh started <laughs> with the podcast. <laughs> and the tier list is kind of going to go down like the traditional S to F rankings, S A B C D and F. We don't give out E grades here. Um <laughs> no reason to do that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. F is strictly for fail failure. <laughs> um. All right. Well, let's start off with the uh, the first one. Uh, like you said, the first one is Super Smartphone, which came out in May of uh, 2022, and it's by um, Hiroki Tomasawa. Uh, Super Smartphone is about a kid who sort of, I don't know if he stumbles upon it exactly, or he's kind of given this smartphone that uh, has the power to kind of look up just about anything, except for things that are conveniently uh, like about the smartphone or about certain people that also have smartphones. And then it sort of devolves into this, you know, Death Note light mystery about kind of, you know, He's trying to find some other smartphone members. They're trying to find him. And then at the end, it's all sort of uh, resolved by aliens. <laughs> and this one, um, on my anime list, it has a score of 585, which uh, is pretty bad considering that it doesn't take much to get like more than a six and a half on MAL. Yeah, how does that compare to uh, how does that compare to Roboco? Because I feel like that's a good barometer on my anime list. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's true. Let me see. I feel like um, six point seven is actually a bit. Well, that's the anime. So the anime mm. has a six point seven, and the manga has a six point three. So that's about what I expected. Okay, um, it definitely deserves like an eight plus, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll take it. At least we're at least we're above a five yeah that's that's a positive score but yeah super smartphone i feel like sometimes i'm tempted to look back on it with a bit more nostalgia than i think i should because Mm -hmm. the art in super smartphone was not bad there were some decent character designs and even though like it wasn't blowing me away it wasn't earth shattering artwork compared to some of these other newer serializations it looked all right uh, the problem for me was that the writing was just abysmal and the way that this mystery unfolded because i feel like if you're gonna write a mystery manga as we've learned from bakaman like you gotta really have the pacing down right it's got to be readable and super smartphone it felt like things just happened either at a glacial pace or we're just resolved within seconds mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i think the super smartphone had like a decent start like i feel like we were actually fairly positive about it for maybe the first like five or six chapters and then it just kind of like went downhill once they actually had to you know start fleshing out the story yeah that's the thing i was like really excited for something that was trying something different because mm-hmm. you know there's looking back at this there's so many like superpower manga adventure manga which are like fine it's shonen jump that's what you expect yeah but even if it's kind of ripping off an already established shonen jump idea at least you know it was something that hadn't been tried in a while so mm-hmm. i respect them for attempting the mystery um this didn't do very well yeah yeah and i mean like you said the art is the art is competent it has that very you know my hero academia inspired art that we've seen um yeah i think just looking back on it one of the most damning things was how horrible that first uh that first page was with the uh do you know about google it's like from right then and there we should have known like <laughs> this was gonna suck yeah <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree. That made absolutely no sense. Like, sometimes I wonder whether that was 
because of the translator or because of the writer, but I don't mm-hmm. even know a way you could like frame that sentence that would make it not sound completely like out of touch. It's just very weird. Yeah, it's it's awful. And then yeah, going with the GoGoGo smartphone, like man, come on, like what are you what <laughs> yeah. are you trying to do? Um, all right, let's play Super Smartphone. I'm tempted to put it maybe in like the C range just because i don't that sounds fair that it's in the bottom half of the of the tier list but yeah i think like of these series it is one of the better like bad ones (laughs) yeah i i think if this were like a tier list of everything that's been in jump period since we started reading it, like even stuff that's like been running forever, like it would definitely be at the very bottom. Yeah. But mm-hmm. a lot of these are, you know, failed series. So exactly. we'll cut it some slack. I yeah. think for me, this would be like at the bottom of C tier, though. I, mm-hmm. I definitely think there are going to be some things that are above it within that tier. Yeah, I like that. So let's, yeah, yeah, let's, let's put it right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. Yeah, because I think, I think we do sort of need to uh, adjust uh based on you know the fact that most of these have been axed or are going to get axed uh exactly it's kind of like you know when i was doing that whatever it was that that 1001 albums to listen to before you die thing uh yeah i would rank them but i was like well you know you at a certain point you need to adjust your ranking because you can't give every like all of these are quote-unquote five-star albums so exactly. it's like you, you sort of need to rank them based on that. So it's like whatever, you know. Yeah, I gave uh, like some Pink Floyd album a two because I was like, I you know, I understand that this <laughs> is good, but I don't like it. So it's getting a low score. Yeah, <laughs> this is yeah, this the, is, this is the kind of the reverse of that. Of that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, these are the sixteen manga to probably not read. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Next up, we have Aliens Area. Um, Aliens Area was just, man, I don't, I've got to be honest, I don't even really remember the, the premise of Aliens Area, other than he's just a, he's, he's like a guy, he's got, uh, these two siblings, and then he kind of like wakes up with this crazy power, if I recall correctly, where his arm basically becomes like, uh, like Luffy, like it's, it can stretch and stuff, and then he's just kind of doing like, men in black solving alien (laughs) crimes throughout the rest of it yeah if i remember correctly i think like aliens came in and burned down his house with his parents in it and he was able to save his brother and sister yeah and the Mm -hmm. manga started out like your traditional like battle shonen series where you know he gets the power they introduce this like power and like weapon system Mm -hmm. i think they even do an exam stage for a couple chapters um and even then it was like kind of off to a rocky start there's not a good track record for series that start off with like an exam and this like super traditional structured startup lately Mm -hmm. but i think what makes this series interesting is that it realized it was starting to flop like eight or nine chapters in and immediately pivoted to an episodic like x-files twilight zone type series where each story or each chapter was just like a 19 page story about two like intergalactic buddy cops solving Mm -hmm. mysteries about aliens that had landed on earth um so 
I actually have some pretty fond memories reading the last like 10 chapters. Although near the end, the it yeah. they didn't really stick the landing. They they tried to do a bit too much and mm-hmm. like have this crazy final battle that didn't make any sense because they hadn't established a real villain yet. Mhm. Yeah, my my memories of it are yeah, kind of the same. I really liked the just sort of not slice of life, but like monster of the week or like crime of the week thing we had. Like I remember there was the one where they it might have even been like a little two chapter arc where the conflict is like an alien parked in a non alien parking spot. So yeah, I, you know I, I I loved all that. Towards the end, it did get you know pretty rough when they're trying to actually like wrap up the story or give you some sense of story. I didn't think that like. When they tried to develop a plot, didn't think that was very good, but I think we can kind of chalk that up to, you know, how do you end one of these things? Um, But I also remember the art being very good, too. Like, even towards the end, there were some really good panels. Like, there was that one of the guy, like, maybe the woman, like, burning to death that was pretty crazy looking. And even just kind of, like, flipping back, there's this one on chapter... uh, Chapter 18, like the very last like double page spread, that one just looks pretty cool. So I think even, you know, even in times when like it it wasn't my favorite series running, it, uh, you know, it still looked pretty cool and was like worth flipping through. Um, yeah, this one was was kind of a shame. I wish it had been able to, to stick around doing the, the monster of the week thing we had. That was that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, this one also has a 5.8 from my anime list, uh, which is kind of a shame. I think this one has some glaring flaws, but like overall, Mm -hmm. it's notably better than Super Smartphone. And I think I'd put it probably in like the lower B tier, maybe upper C tier. Yeah, I was thinking B tier also, and we can, you know, we'll, we'll see what other... Uh, what yeah. other B tier series fall fall around it? All right. Um, next up is Ruri Dragon, um, by uh, Masaoki Shindo. Uh, Ruri Dragon is about a girl who wakes up and she's got dragon horns, and so she asks her mom, kind of, what's going on, and she's told that her dad is a dragon, and then she <laughs> uh goes to high school, goes to Starbucks. And that's really all that happens in Ruby <laughs> Dragon because, unfortunately, it has not had a chapter since July 24th of 2022. So, over a year now because the artist has had, uh, I guess, some health issues uh, is what all we've been told. Um, yeah, I, you know, we I feel like we talk about Ruby Dragon every few episodes um, because I I love Ruby Dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, man just just a shame great art love the love the premise super unique for for shonen jump i mean like if Ruby dragon was in the magazine right now it would definitely like i think stand out the most of any series for just not being at all like anything else like even uh yeah you know akana banashi has kind of shades of Ruby dragon i think but even then like it's still you know that's a shonen sports manga yeah and I remember, like, on the Shuisha website, it would always be, like, Ruri Dragon is, like, the highest, like, most read series of the week. And I feel like they mm-hmm. kind of always say that about their new serializations. Yeah. But I felt like they were saying that, like, every week. It was legitimately up there with, like, One Piece, JJK, My Hero. And 
it was really fun to read. I mm-hmm. think sometimes I look back on it with rose-colored glasses because occasionally it did feel a little like the character designs and art and writing were really good, but I do feel like there were a lot of times where the backgrounds were completely blank, like just, you know, white space. Yeah. Which is kind of them like <laughs> kind of boded poorly for what was to come with mm-hmm. the creators like injury or illness or whatever yeah um but i mean overall it was awesome and the starbucks arc um i'm gonna be sad we may not see the conclusion <laughs> to it Mm-hmm. yeah yeah man i yeah i just really wish uh really wish really dragon was here because i will say you know i'm flipping through like like you said the the character's you know, we, we've said it about Akambanashi a lot where, like, um, it's pretty impressive how, like, the outfits are drawn because there's no, like, screen tones. It's just, like, cross-hatching and stuff. And, man, Ruri Dragon yeah. is actually the exact same way. Like, mm. flipping through that, I, I almost forgot how <laughs> how good it was exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like um, I remember this one scene where she's, like, in school and she, like, discovers that she's starting not just, like, look like a dragon, but also have these, like, powers, like, breathing fire. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, like, the the powers themselves were really well drawn. Like, in yeah. chapter three here on the first page, there's this, like, you know, intro illustration where she's, like, got the horns and is jumping up in front of a chalkboard and her classmates have drawn, like, wings and a tail behind her. <laughs> it looks so cool. Mm-hmm. Um so like even if like the backdrops are kind of minimalist and weird, like any anytime the artist actually had time to like really cook on something, it it worked out pretty well. Yeah, and I feel like the pacing was great too. Mm-hmm. They gradually revealed like her backstory over the course of six chapters while things were happening, which is like super preferable to what you often see in Jump, where the first chapter is just like. Not the first like three pages are just like when I was born, my parents died mm-hmm. shortly after, and I was an orphan, and my life was terrible. And then yeah. suddenly, like a wizard gave me powers or something like that. Like mm-hmm. honestly, we don't care about that first. We just want to like see your character do something that makes us like interested in what they're doing now. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and Rude Dragon also. I remember seeing. Um, Maybe not that long ago, but it was going over some like new series over the past few years and like how well they've sold. And Ruri Dragon has still outsold like so many series. It, it's one volume had sold like a hundred or like 150,000 copies, something like that. Jeez. <laughs> it's like it had sold double what Ginkangluna had, and Ginkangluna went for like 40 chapters. Well, I, I don't, I kind of assume this dude doesn't have assistance. Uh, because it mm-hmm. definitely feels like a one-person like manga. The art's really consistent throughout. Yeah. So maybe he's just kind of like chilling off those sales. I mean, it could be. Mm-hmm. It continues to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, for Rue Dragon, I'm personally this is an S tier for me. Even though it's only six chapters, I think of the kind of uh, you know of this batch of manga, it's one of the better ones. But you know, I'd be yeah. I'd be willing to go A tier if uh, if its short run needs to you know needs to push it down. Yeah, a bit. I was kind of teetering towards A tier, but let's tentatively put it at S tier. That because works. looking at these, I'm like, we need something in S tier, mm-hmm. and unless we're like talking this out and decide otherwise, 
uh there may not be much in front of it <laughs> yep. so let, let's put it like right on the border between s and a but i'm, I'm gonna throw it in s tier because like mm-hmm. i said we we need something up in the top rank yeah, yeah, yeah. If if S tier somehow becomes a little crowded, then we can we can bump Ruri Dragon down. Yeah, and um, my anime list also seems to agree that Ruri Dragon was pretty fire. Uh, the average score is seven point sixty five, which is not bad, Man. especially for a series that's like not super popular. Um, my anime list is just filled with hype beasts, unfortunately, and people. <laughs> People won't read or rate something until it has 300 chapters. Yep. Well, I think, man, you said it was at 7.65. I think that's probably around where, like, Blue Box and Akanabanashi are. No, that's true. Okay, yeah. B- yeah, Blue Box is at 7.91, so that's higher. And Akanabanashi is at 7.87. So, yeah, a little bit lower than those, but, I mean, considering it has, yeah. you know, uh, whatever six percent of the chapters that blue box does (laughs) yeah and if i want like reddit or email to start taking it seriously i need to make a youtube video about whether ruri could be like krillin with prep time Mm -hmm. then maybe people will start like giving it another look yeah or put like you know unfortunately the, (laughs) the the secret dark undertones of ruri dragon yeah that's the thing we either if we really want this series to be taken seriously, it either needs like A superpowers, B fan service, yep. or C like some sort of like postmodern deconstruction <laughs> themes. So somebody can make like a two hour YouTube video essay on it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um next up we have Tokyo Demon Bride Story by Tadaichi Naka- uh, Nakama. Um, this one was about a guy who at one point saves like this little demon from, uh, drowning. And then like 10 years later or so, she kind of comes back to marry him and, uh, she ends up living with him and they fight a bunch of demons and stuff. Um, this one, uh, I actually really enjoyed Tokyo Demon Bride Story. I remember towards the end, it had kind of run its course and similar to aliens area once it started like trying to do plot stuff it became kind of a drag but for a while there it was a you know it it was a sort of slice of life uh you know monster of the week thing too for a while that i actually thought was really good so um yeah definitely have some some fond memories of rue dragon kiroru still maybe one of the best uh new jump characters from the past couple years <laughs> um Kuroru's great uh and it also kind of like super smartphone had the very um you know very my hero academia-esque art style yeah the, um i this kind of like surprises me to say but i feel like i enjoy they have there haven't been a ton of them but i feel like they're usually like replaced by one when they um when like one leaves but mm-hmm. jumps harem manga are actually pretty good oh yeah and yeah, i mean we never learn is a yeah. top tier jump manga exactly and this one i felt like was almost like a like a harem speed run series and mm-hmm. in fact there wasn't really a lot like despite the name there wasn't really a lot of romance involved either this dude just like building a team of, of demon like, girls weird yeah exactly <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it, this almost felt more like a manga that was 
here for like the furries because they were all like anthropomorphic creatures mm-hmm. um i don't know i i kind of liked the art style the premise is super goofy and the pacing is stupid fast and like objectively bad but compared to like some other series like the next one we're about to talk about um i kind of respected how impatient the author was to just show us his like demon girl drawings yeah exactly yeah i mean i i liked tokyo demon's bride story quite a bit i thought all the characters were or at least kind of the the core ones towards the end like i said we started getting some other characters that didn't care for but i mean uh Honestly, the, the two main characters are a little bit weak, but, like, Kuroru's great. There was the cat girl, Manaka, who was great. His, uh, yeah. Kind of the the other family members were all pretty cool. Um, you know, there were some, like, really fun characters in this that were just, you know, it was a good time to hang out with them. And like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm flipping through some old chapters. Every panel with Kuroru is a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, th- this one... Yeah, this one was really fun. Yeah, wherever we would tier this one, this one goes up a whole, like, s- half a spot because of Kuroru, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to give this one a B, um, and I would put it above Alien's Area because I... Alien's Area had some good parts. Mm-hmm. Even though Tokyo Demon Bride Story had some, like, noticeable flaws, I feel like I enjoyed, like, 80% of it. Yeah, I was thinking maybe in the A's, like maybe a low A. So I would do low A or high B, wherever you're, yeah. wherever you're feeling. Mm. I think I'm gonna do high B for this one. That I works. feel like there might be some things that surpass it. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's quite good enough to get my A, but it's really good. That's I'm gonna fair. Put it at like the top end of B. That works for me. Yeah, it did have some. Uh, it, I think. The, it, one of the big issues with Tokyo Demon Bride Story is had it ended at chapter 20, kind of like in Aliens area, yeah. it would probably be an A. But because it went for 29 chapters, there's a lot of junk those last 10 chapters. Yeah, they they try to do like an actual arc at the end where they go mm-hmm. into like the demon realm. And that was a snooze fest. And yeah. it went on for, you know, a, a couple months. Yeah, there was That's the whole the only thing. reason I'm not like totally hyped on this one. Mm-hmm. There was a the whole thing with his grandfather, and then with like, uh, what's her name, uh, the the demon girl's aunt and stuff that was real weird yeah. and just just sucked. Um, the next series is Ginka and Galuna by Shinpei Watanabe. Uh, Ginka and Galuna is about like a girl who uses magic, and then a kind of snowman dude who is. Uh, he's sort of a, a legendary like magician or mage rather, um, and then they kind of go on an adventure to. I th- think the main premise is to like find his real body. Um, yeah, and Ginkan Gluna, the big, you know, one of the big issues with it was that the first three or four chapters basically blaze through about you know six arcs worth of of content and. Uh, you know, the story never really kind of made much sense. There were never any real real concrete goals as to what we were doing. At one point, you were looking for, like, a bunch of fragments of Ginka. You know, at another point, we're, like, going to meet these, or, you know, it's kind of alluded to that we're going to fight these, like, I don't know what it is, you know, these six uh, mages or something, but then the next yeah. chapter, they're all just kind of there. Um, <laughs> you know, there was, there was never any, like, we're going to find the one piece or we're going to collect the dragon balls. 
which for an adventure series, you kind of need a, a purpose for the for the adventure. Yeah, I, I totally agree with all that. And there's not much more to say about it, but I'll, I'll give like a couple of positives because there were a few things that I did enjoy. I think the art, although it was, it was like kind of wonky and like the anatomy of like the fights felt a little off or mm-hmm. like unrealistic. Um, I do think there were some cool like character designs and backgrounds. And I there's one thing I did like and that there was like kind of implied lore in the series, like this language that the sorcerers spoke that they would kind of like show, but not really explain or translate. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool. Like there were some pieces of a good manga here, but they were all lying on the floor waiting to be put together. Like it, it, it felt like, as you kind of alluded to, just this like cutting room floor of ideas that had no connection to one another. Yeah, yeah, it was. It just felt so. It felt so messy. It felt like yeah, they were the the bones of a good series, but it just couldn't quite couldn't quite crack it. Yeah. Are um, you feeling D or F here? Because I could go either way. I'm thinking D because I think it did. You know, it it had some ideas. It had some some stuff. I mean, like Ginka is kind of just an inherently cool idea right he's a he's a koro sensei-esque thing you know like a big dumb mascot looking thing that i think like just kind of having that is you know it's something um yeah but yeah i think it's definitely it's firmly firmly d tier because this was this was one that i know that (laughs) this is one that i know that like very early on we were like this is this is bad i think i think d and f is kind of reserved for the series that you know, we never had a moment of, well, it might be good. (laughs) That said, had this series like run its course, I would have been first in line to buy like a goon. uh, Is it Ginkka? Ginkka's the snowman, right? Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. a Ginkka plush toy or like keychain or something. Oh, without a doubt. He would have made good merch. Mm -hmm. 100%. And Ginkka and Gluna had a, so uh, Aliens Area was in like the 5.8s on my anime list. Ginkka and Gluna at 6.3. So, uh, yeah, you know, I I, I don't think Ginkka and Gluna is 0.5 points better than than Alien or uh, Tokyo Dream Bride Story rather. Yeah, I'm going to be real here. I think a lot of the ratings are also swayed by people reading the first chapter Mm. and like rating it and never moving on. I feel like there should be a chapter cutoff because I'm noticing on some of these ones coming up, I feel like the rating may have changed had the series not gone in one direction or another. Mm. I think people like the first impression matters a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, next up, we have uh, Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins by Taizan5. Um, this is about a family who all, they kind of get in a car crash and then wake up and have amnesia, or at least the main character does, and then it's later revealed that they've sort of all got amnesia, they're kind of living in a dream, they're not living in a dream, we're still sort of figuring that out. And this one, this is the first one that is still, you know, first one we've come to that's still running, I guess, uh, not Kangaroo yeah. Dragon, which you know uh, has 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 not been running for a while. It's a uh, yeah, f- firmly firmly in the hospital bed. Um, really, really bad track record with the original like run, but everything after this is actually still doing okay. Because yeah. I mean, some of these are like really new, but 
Mm-hmm. We got a good chunk that's like really treading water here. Yeah, I guess, yeah, everything else is still, well, most everything else is still in the magazine, which is pretty crazy because we've got like 10 more series to do. Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> nuts. Um, yeah, Ichinose Family Deli Sins was, I mean, you know, we, we kind of talk about this one from time to time on the show. So I think our, you know, our thoughts are pretty well known. But, you know, this was one that like when it started off, I thought was like very good. I remember we kept saying like, this could have kind of like the next Chainsaw Man sort of thing, which I think yeah. we've definitely cooled off on it since then. But, you know, in terms of some of these newer series, I think it's it's among the better ones, right? Like it, mm. you know, uh, Light Ginkin Gluna has the bones of a good series, has definitely done a better job of utilizing it. And I think, you know, it, it lulled there for a little bit, but it's picked up the past few weeks and I've, I've been a little more positive about it. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to where you would you would rank it because I'm, yeah. I'm waffling between a, a few options, to be honest. Yeah, I'm actually kind of excited to talk about the past couple chapters on the podcast because there's there has been some developments that actually feel kind of surprising and fun. Mm-hmm. And I think the series is starting to kind of write its course where it had just been drifting into a total void. I think I'd put it in B tier around Aliens area, mm-hmm. which I'm kind of surprised. But like thinking about it now, like it's better than a lot of these other series. Yeah, I think that's fair. I was thinking, uh, yeah, B tier, maybe under Tokyo Dion, or like right under Tokyo Dion Bride Story. So yeah. yeah, somewhere in the, you know, Tokyo Dion Bride Story Aliens area range. Just put it in the middle. We can we can fill out the rest of the spots around that. Yeah, and as I alluded to earlier, this one has like a pretty good uh, my anime list rating at seven point mm-hmm. four. It also seems to be pretty popular. It's like um. It's in the top 2000 series, which for something that's like pretty new and still running, I think that's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, so I guess Tizen um, 5 had some hype off of his previous uh, Jump Plus works. Mm-hmm. So, And I think Ichinose um, uh, yeah. Families actually sells pretty decently. I want to say it's somewhere around like 30 or 40,000 uh, copies per volume. I'd rather read this in book form than as mm-hmm. a serial anyway, like. the art's really good i think the plot makes a lot more sense if you were to like save up the chapters and read them all in one go yeah i almost feel like jump is not the format for this series and it would be better if it were able to go at its own pace but for something this weird i almost feel like the rigid 19 page chapter structure is just a little like it's asking a bit too much from this guy yeah i was gonna say i can't tell if it's that or if it's just that he doesn't really know how to write in that way after coming off of a jump plus series where you know he was only having to do 15 chapters they were all like 30 or 40 pages you know the kind of there was more room to do stuff in the chapters whereas this one you know you you do need each chapter to be kind of a you know a kind of self-contained thing um Mm -hmm. so yeah it makes it a little harder um, next up is Cypher Academy by uh, uh, Nishiosen and Yuji Iwasaki. Um, Cypher Academy is about a guy who goes to an uh, otherwise all-girls school for uh, kind of like code breakers. Um, and he's just going to school there to hopefully eventually, uh, it's like, I guess like he's trying to I don't know if he's trying to find or, like, get access to, like, a bunch of this cryptocurrency so that he can hopefully, like, end all wars. 
Um, Cypher Academy has kind of, I don't really know what to say about Cypher Academy because it is so dense. Like the actual story, yeah. <laughs> I don't really know exactly what's going on. And the, you know, the, the codes themselves are oftentimes just like, I, you know, I just kind of like blaze through them because I don't, I'm not going to be able to solve it. So what's the point? But, yeah. uh, you know, overall, I I like Cypher Academy. I think it has some of the, the best art in Shonen Jump right now, period. Probably the best art of any of these series we're going to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Cypher Academy is, I think, just like a, you know, a, a good series. <laughs> yeah, I feel like if I, you know, if I spoke native Japanese and I was like really tapped into all like puns and wordplay that are just probably not going to be translatable at all. If we remember correctly, like the original translator of the series quit after a few chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I think there's a lot to like about this series, and sometimes I just like kind of admire like what's going on in it each each chapter. Just amazing character designs, um, cool like layouts and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I can like put it in the absolute top rank, but it's really up there. Like I do look forward to at least checking out what's going on in Cypher Academy every week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think for for ranking, it's either it's maybe at low S tier for Dragon or at the top of A tier for me personally. Yeah, let's go. Let's go to the top of A tier. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems fair, but I feel like. At the end, we can kind of look over this and make any changes. Yeah, move some we, stuff like, around. really feel like one needs to get bumped mm-hmm. up or down. I agree. Um, next up is Ichigoki's Under Control by um, uh, Seiji Hayashi. Ichigoki's Under Control is about a guy who I guess he had like an accident and then was turned into like a cyborg by this girl who has... Uh, she's kind of shrunk down to like you know microscopic form, and she controls him uh, by like being implanted in his brain, basically. And it's just yeah. them kind of going to high school. Uh, Ichigoki's under control is, I th- yeah, the only one left that isn't still in the magazine. If I'm looking at it right, um, Ichigoki's control met the early demise of chapter 19. Uh, which I think is the quickest acts of any of these series. Aliens Area might have also been 19, or it got 20, I don't remember. Um, yeah, I think it got 20. Yeah, but Ichigoki's Under Control I thought was was pretty good. It kind of started right around the time that High School Family ended, so in my mind it, it sort of took up that, you know, the, the High School Family mantle, which was a, you know, a favorite of mine at least. Um, yeah. And yeah, I thought Ichigoki's Under Control had some some good ideas. The first handful of chapters, I wasn't really convinced, but I feel like uh, near the middle and the end, I you know I come around and enjoyed most of the chapters. So yeah, I have I have some fond memories of of Ichigoki's. Yeah, um, I think the the mangaka's talent for like visual humor mm-hmm. uh, was really like impressive, especially since they didn't have a lot of time to actually write um i i usually think that like people complaining that 19 chapters wasn't enough is a little overblown since like it's a long time so it's still a handful of months (laughs) but in this case i'm like they they really um it seems like they started to axe this series like when it was 10 chapters in because Mm -hmm. they start this like closing arc just a few months after this series debuted and 
yeah, they didn't really have time to develop any of the characters or introduce any running gags. So I, I was really disappointed. I, I liked this series a lot, even though the premise was pretty cliche. I mean, how many robot gag manga is Shonen Jump going to have over its lifespan? Yeah. Even in Bakuman, they, they kind of are like, I will just throw a surefire hit so we can like get serialized. Let's make like a... Uh, a cyborg robot technology themed gag mm-hmm. series about a mad scientist and somebody who's like the subject of the experiments. I, I feel like it was kind of doomed to fail, but unfairly, um, unfairly hated. And my anime list has it as a 5.1, which oh. is way too harsh. <laughs> That's crazy. I was going to say, is it going to be the first one in the fours? But yeah, 5.1 might as well be zero for my anime list yeah. standards. Yeah, its volume covers are up there with Robico as some of the oh, best yeah. in Jump. Mm-hmm. Like the this this dude can draw and not just that, he can design. Yep. Like this stuff has a really cool futuristic like health goth type mm-hmm. of <laughs> art style. Um a lot of cool stuff going on that doesn't really reflect on the storytelling at all, but looks cool. And that's sometimes all you can ask from this type of series. Yep. Um, let's see. For placement, I'm thinking either like bottom of A tier or uh, top of B tier, personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, even though it was short, I enjoyed every chapter. I'm willing to throw a hot take in here and put this in A tier. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it better than <laughs> I like it better than all of our ones in B tier. So let's throw yeah, it there. I agree. Um, next up is Fabricant One Hundred by uh, Daisuke Inoshima. Uh, Fabricant One Hundred is about a guy who his whole family has been killed by these things called the the Fabricants, which are these like Frankenstein type creatures. Um, there's 100 of them. They each get stronger as the numbers go up. And uh, Fabricant 100 has kind of taken to him because after he's matured, she's going to kill him and like take his his body parts to become, you know, even stronger. Fabricant 100 is one that we currently talk about on the show as well. And yeah, I, I don't have much positive to say about it. It's got the very My Hero Academia art. It's got a pretty nonsense story and some pretty just garbage can character designs for the most part i think the past handful of chapters have actually been serviceable but that's kind of as as far as i'm willing to go with fab 100 yeah i'm not gonna ask somebody to read through like three volumes and be like oh it gets good after that uh because it's first volume like volume of chapters is just so ass i think once yeah (laughs) once they started getting assistance involved because you can tell i feel like with some of these series there's like a moment they start getting help Mm -hmm. and i think at a certain point fabricant like started getting help and started looking like pretty decent but yeah this is like you really gotta wait for this one to get good and not it's not worth it um i'm gonna put this one man i don't know if i i don't do i want this in d or f i'm fine with f tier yeah that thing is, I, I feel like I almost liked it more than Ginka and Gluna, though. Ooh. Which is so mm. bad. I might throw them both in F tier. But Ginka and Gluna um, did I'm have fi- some, like... I'm fine in D tier below Ginka and Gluna. Yeah. I will say, yeah, Fabricant 100 at least has... It's had some cool... Some cool-looking fights, some cool-looking panels. And that alone, yeah. I think, is more than I can say for... I, I know two series that... 
uh, I will yeah, not exactly. budge on being above <laughs> F tier. So, See, so that's, yeah. I'm looking ahead and I'm like, this is, I, I think it's better than these two. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, I, I'm fine with that. Um, next up is Tenmaku Cinema by Yuto Sukuda and Shun Saiki, which uh, in case you don't know, those are the, uh, the Food Wars crew. Um, it's about a guy who's really into film. He gets possessed by a, the ghost of like a, a, a deceased film writer. And, you know, he's, uh, he's now going to kind of like live out this, uh, this ghost dream of, you know, like making a, a hit movie. Um, yeah. Timbaku cinema, great art. I think the story and kind of the, the scope of it is a little bit weak, um, but overall, I, I enjoy Tenmaku Cinema a good amount, but I think, um, well, I don't know. It's actually been placing a little bit higher in the table concept. I was going to say it's not long for this world, but it could. I mean, who knows at this point? But, uh, yeah, Tenmaku Cinema is one that I, I like a decent amount, but, um, I'm not like super high on it personally. Yeah. I think, uh, Tenmaku Cinema is probably going to be saved by, just the sheer amount of series that haven't been canceled yet. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I love to explain things in baseball terms, as people know. I feel like this is like sort of like September to postseason. You've got to manage your forty-man roster and make some, you know, tough cuts because <laughs> you're like, who, who, who am I gonna, who am I gonna option? Who am I gonna DFA? Because not everybody's gonna fit on the forty-man roster. But mm-hmm. I I still don't feel like there's an obvious guy we just need to get rid of. Um, and I think we're starting to reach that point now where Jump's gonna have to make like a tough decision. Yeah, yeah, they gotta put like, someone we, in the we... Rule Five draft. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, are we are we gonna DFA the veteran who's hitting like two twenty, mm-hmm. or are we gonna have to sacrifice a prospect who has some potential but really isn't panning out? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Timaku Cinema. So I'm thinking. I'm thinking bottom of B tier personally. I yeah. prefer Aliens I so area too. to it, but I, in the Aliens area range. Yeah, this is one that I feel like could almost uh, drop to C tier if we really mm-hmm. need to near the end. Um, yeah. I was really high on Tenmaku Cinema for a while, but mm-hmm. I'm kind of having to come to terms with the fact that it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, next up is Kill Blue by... Um, uh, by Tadatoshi Fujimaki, who is the uh, Kuroko's basketball artist. Um, Kill Blue is about a kind of a hitman assassin guy who, um, I don't remember. He gets like stung by a like a, a wasp, bee or yeah, a wasp kind of yeah. thing that had been like engineered to. I think it was supposed to kill people, but in this instance, it didn't, and it turned him into a, a uh, like a high schooler. So now he's going to high school and he's trying to like find the people who you know did this to them and kind of fix it get the antidote that kind of deal um yeah yeah. uh kill blue i actually really like it's you know uh in the sakamoto days vein of just like having a lot of action but i think it actually you know it does some things better than sakamoto days it does a lot more of the like the chill hangout moments significantly better like Mm -hmm. we just you know he's he's in the home at club hanging out they're like making food and stuff um I think it, you know, this is, I think this is actually a pretty good series. It, it has some, 
maybe not great like comedy moments, but you know that the kind of jump style comedy that every series has to have, I think it does a good job of. And the you know the action panels are good, the art is good. Uh, like a lot of the character designs and stuff. So yeah, I I enjoy Kill Blue for the most part. Yeah, it's pretty fire. I I think it was one where I was like, oh, Tenmaku Cinema is better, and you said Kill Blue is better. Mm-hmm. And over time, I think I've grown to agree with you that Kill Blue is much better than Tenmaku <laughs> Cinema. And I actually, it's like one of the first ones I read every week. It's mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, yeah, I like Kill Blue uh, for for placing. I'm thinking S tier. I personally yeah. like Rui Dragon more, but I would put it above Rui Dragon just because it has, you know, actual chapters. Yeah, this one I'm 100% agreeing. This one mm-hmm. is, like, compared to these other ones, uh, yeah, it's definitely the best. Yep. Uh, next up is uh, Do Retry by uh, Jun Kirazaka. Uh, Do Retry is about a... Um, a boxer in kind of post-war japan who uh you know has the superpower of just refusing to stay down as the uh, the copy says on the shonen jump app um yeah he's like i guess trying to kind of find his dad who sort of abandoned the family his sister he's trying to win some money to save his sick sister um yeah doobie try is is awful maybe one of the worst pieces of like professional fiction i've ever i've ever read <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, this would be, like, F-tier just in terms of manga, period. Uh, yeah. It's terrible, difficult to look at, and it's it almost feels like it's entered the realm of outsider art. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, like, the room of manga. Sometimes you read this, and it's actually enjoyable because of how, like creatively bad it is. That's There's the so many panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look at it, and I'm like... I feel like kind of amazed at how little grasp this artist has on like human anatomy, uh, physics. I feel like sometimes he'll draw people with like two left hands on <laughs> on accident. Yep. Like this is a boxing manga. You kind of need to know how to draw bodies for this to work. Mm-hmm. And this dude has no clue what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. This manga is atrocious. The only, like I said, the only like good times I have reading it are when something is so just so bad that it's like I can't believe someone got paid to draw this horrible panel. Um, you know, that's kind of the the best thing I can say about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, do we try firmly in F tier? It sucks. And I mean, I think we can just safely say our next series will be joining it in F tier. I. I don't think you're going to rate it any higher than that. No. Next up is Nui's Exorcist by Kota Kawai. Uh, I really don't even know what it's about. It's about a guy who has kind of exorcist powers, I think. I, I really don't know, if we're being entirely honest. Yeah. Uh, the, its story is nonsense. Uh, what I said about Do Retry, uh, it has been surpassed by Nui's Exorcist for being even worse. Um, I have no positives about Nui's Exorcist. It it looks gross. It has kind of gross content. Um, New Age Exorcist just sucks. Shame on anyone who dares to enjoy <laughs> New Age Exorcist. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned before that like jumps like harem manga are actually pretty good. Um, this is the notable exception. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and awful. 
I mean, you if you've listened to any of our recent episodes, you know how much we hate it, yeah. and not much more needs to be said. Yeah, it but has a, the future of yeah. Yep, go ahead. I was gonna say it has a five point seven six on my anime list, which is point six better high. than Ichigoki's. <laughs> <laughs> That's way too high. Oh, shameful. Uh, next up is Martial Master Asumi by. Um, uh, by Kawada, who is the person who did, uh, I think it's called like Hinomaru Sumo. Um, this is a yeah. mixed martial arts manga uh, about a guy who, I guess, kind of like, you know, martial arts runs in the family. Uh, he's been learning from his grandfather who kind of has dementia. So he's been learning that throughout. And then uh, he gets sort of roped into training for martial arts with uh, kind of his friend and the girl he likes. And then runs into his brother, who is a professional uh, MMA fighter. Um, yeah, we're still pretty early on in the story here, but I I think uh, Martial Master Asami is is pretty good. The art the art is good. The story is pretty fun to follow. Um, yeah, this is one that I, I I look forward to it every week. Yeah, you've said that um, Akanavanashi reminds you of like sports manga, and I think Martial Master Asami kind of reminds me of Akanavanashi. It's mm-hmm. like a pretty standard fighting series, but the realism and like character-driven writing for it are pretty refreshing. And I don't know, like it, it's not super creative or anything, but it hits all the beats you want it to. It's really well drawn. Uh, it's hard to really find much fault with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Martial Master Asami is a you know a a a good manga. Like I would put yeah. it kind of in the same realm that uh, you know this series has fallen off for me over the past like year or two. But the same way that I would have talked about like Undead Unluck during its sort of yeah. during the start of it, or even like Mission Yozakura Family, you know, a series that like yeah. I read every week. And I'm like, yep, that was pretty good. You know, I don't. I don't think Martial Master Asami is on the level of like, you know, a slam dunk or a haikyuu at this point, but yeah. you know, it's it's good. It's an enjoyable time. Uh I would read another hundred chapters of it for sure. Yeah. I would I would throw this above Ichigoki's, I think. It's definitely yeah. better <laughs> than Ichigoki's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's yeah, firmly A tier, but I think Cypher Academy uh, you know, even if <laughs> I actually know what's going on in Asami uh but yeah. cypher academy is just technically way better you look at those two mangas you know side by side and you know you're, you're yeah. probably picking up cypher academy nine times out of ten <laughs> um and then next up is uh icehead gill which is the final series we'll be talking about by ikuyo hachia <clears throat> icehead gill is kind of a typical uh adventure series about a a guy who I really don't know exactly his backstory, which is kind of a, a good thing. I know his dad yeah. was like the former, like, I don't know if he was like a king or something like that, but he's just kind of off on a quest that I don't really know the end goal of. Um, but, you know, I like Icehead Gill. It's got the very, you know, once again, the, the My Hero-esque um, art. Uh, I think, you know, as, as we talked about you know just now that the story is maybe a little too bare bones at this point but yeah with the way you know some of the other adventure series like gink and gloon and fabricant 100 were handled i'm sort of fine with because clearly it doesn't work when you're given all the all the information up front so you know i, I have a good time each week just hanging out with with gill and 
you know, seeing whatever he's doing next. Yeah, it's not bad. I don't think I'm as like crazy about it as you are, mm-hmm. but I don't hate it either. And the art has a kind of classic jump charm that makes me think of like four kids series. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. There, there's there's some there's definitely some charm to it. Mm-hmm. I think for ranking wise, I'm putting it near the bottom of B tier somewhere, but yeah, I could be swayed, you know, to a different spot. Yeah, I think I can put it ahead of Tenmaku Cinema. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, think I still like Aliens Area better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm almost thinking at this point, B tier is really crowded, though. B tier is pretty it crowded. Me to say that I think we need to knock a couple B tiers down to C tier. Yeah, I was going to say, I would definitely, I hate to say it, but we can throw Tenmaku in C tier. Yeah, let's put Tenmaku and let's put Icehead Gill in C tier also. Yeah. I think, I feel like you know, it's not, yeah. I think, I feel like we both got to be sold on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not on board quite yet. Yeah, Icehead Gill, as much as I like kind of the adventure of it, if it ended tomorrow, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really care. I mean, I would care because it ended and, you know, Fabricant 100 and Do Retry are still running. Yeah. But, you know, I, <laughs> I would rather roll the dice on something else than keep reading Icehead Gill. Yeah. Which I, you know, I don't necessarily think I can say that about these other ones, right? Like, Asami, mm. uh, you know, Asami, I think, is better than, like, whatever, you know, whatever we could get. Same for, like, Ichigoki's Aliens Area, Tokyo Doom Bride Story, like... I would rather have any of these other series than Icehead Gill. And, and mm-hmm. I think this this gives us a firm, you know, we're, we're kind of split like half and half between our between our levels too. I think yeah. I think the top That's, half that was has kind of what I was aiming more. for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it looks, any, any other changes you make? I feel like it looks pretty good to me. It's pretty like balanced. Yeah, I think it's pretty, it's pretty good. I would maybe put Ichinose's above Tokyo Doom Bride Story. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, th- I think it is kind of a, a better manga than Tokyo Demon Bride Story as much as I I liked it. Because Tokyo Demon Bride Story did have some some rough chapters near the end. Yeah. Um, yeah I feel right. like this, we can post this up on social media mm-hmm. afterwards so people can take a look at it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'll, I'll read through the, the tier list. We'll go from, from worst to best. In F tier is Do Retry and Nui's Exorcist. Uh, D tier, Ginka and Gluna and Fabricant 100. C tier is Icehead Gill, Tenmaku Cinema, and Super Smartphone. B tier has Ichinose Family's Deadly Sins, Tokyo Doom Bride Story, and Aliens Area. A tier is Cypher Academy, Martial Master Asami, and Ichigoki's Under Control, and then S tier is Kill Blue and Ruri Dragon. I do like our uh, our our S tier. I think kind of establishing Kill Blue yeah. as being better than the rest of these is a uh, is is the right move. Yeah, it's still a young series, but it definitely like the potential is pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell it's gonna be it's gonna stick around for a while. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, Jude, do you have any uh, kind of manga recommendations or anything you've been checking out this week? Yeah, so I was just like, occasionally I'll go on manga decks and just like click on random tags and sort by older mm-hmm. because I, I like to read series that, you know, came out 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s because I think manga, when it comes to things that are officially released, besides the goats like, you know, Tezuka you're not really going to find a lot of officially translated older stuff. So mm-hmm. I like to try to, you know, find some scans and 
really help put things into perspective some of it's trash some of it's like surprisingly good to read yeah um but i was looking for some like sports manga and i found this one called regatta by hada hidanori and i feel like i had to click on it because it was a manga about rowing i know you've talked about like reading a few track manga in the past but Mm -hmm. like college rowing is something i never expected to see like (laughs) really any sort of like fun lowbrow art about um Mm -hmm. it's pretty cheesy and like pretty much buys into a lot of sports manga cliche although i think it's interesting that it's set on a college campus usually these type of things are about like being in high school and you're gonna Mm -hmm. make the koshian but i don't think high school rowing is even a thing Mm. um so this is yeah this is a pretty fun series uh the art style is somewhat unique and pretty decent uh there's nothing out there today that really looks like it but um it it feels dated in a fun way Mm -hmm. i've been enjoying reading it a lot even though it's nothing it's not gonna be like in my top series of all time there are definitely a lot of like cliches and corny moments in it but the novelty of like a rowing manga that actually lasted a couple of years is enough to keep me going. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, it has it has pages on uh, on Goodreads for all the volumes. So that's oh, that's cool. crazy. Yeah, it's got yeah. like there's at least six volumes on there. So I mean, you know, that's a that's a legit series. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, this it's lo- pretty fun. Like, this looks pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've not been reading anything else uh, since the last episode, just still plugging away at Evangelion and uh, Astro Boy. So my only kind of manga thing is to report back that uh, both are still good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, Jubal, before we head out, do you have any non-manga stuff to, to, to plug? Yeah, so, yeah, I guess I haven't had a rough week of it with, like, some sleep deprivation and just, like feeling weird or whatever but um i have been watching stuff on hbo uh i've been watching how the new season of how to with john wilson i feel like i talked about it last time there was a season of it out last year but it's like a series about a guy who walks around new york city and pretty much like films everything he does or sees Mm. every day for like eight hours a day and then he compiles all the footage into like a weird video essay so like the last episode was about like working out and all the clips that he used were like interviews with people or just like random b-roll footage mm-hmm. of him seeing people like exercising in new york city and he goes to like a 9-11 bodybuilding tribute which is pretty interesting because like nobody participating was even like conscious during 9-11 they were all it's all, like 22 year olds mm-hmm and uh he goes to a like he goes to a cat show and asks one of the photographers to take like before and after photos of him um but it's pretty funny a lot of like weird awkward like cringe comedy moments throughout the season Mm -hmm. uh yeah it's really fun i also have been watching clone high on hbo i'm not usually one of those people it's like obsessed with adult swim like adult cartoons type type mm-hmm. of shit but uh it was like a early 2000s mtv series that got a lot of like retroactive buzz a few years ago uh and it's about 
a high school that's populated by cloned teenage or like they're clones of popular figures in world history like abraham lincoln gandhi and joan of arc and they're all like they've grown up to be high schoolers so they're just like living out their day-to-day lives in the real world as you know modern day versions of these people but Mm -hmm. it's on hbo it's like 10 episodes i've just been like you know last night i just sat in front of the tv for a few hours and watched most of the season it's pretty funny it's a quick watch and marilyn manson is in one of the episodes as himself which is kind of (laughs) weird yeah kind kind of a how old is the show (laughs) like early 2000 2003 okay yeah i was gonna say definitely definitely would not want to see that uh now yeah but yeah it's like the the guest list or like the um the list of special guests is like marilyn manson uh chris berman and tom green so a real collection of like winners there mm-hmm. man that's great yeah i'll have to i'll have to check yeah i'll check both those out i might check out this uh how to a john wilson because yeah hbo is now the only streaming service i have <laughs> so nice yeah. for movies but it does you know because of kind of the the tv shows they normally have uh, much harder to find just like let's throw this on and and not really care yeah it's like 20 minute episodes so mm-hmm. it's definitely not something you got to strap in for like sopranos or succession like exactly. it's pretty like it's definitely like smartly written but mm-hmm. you can also just like turn off your brain and watch it too yeah. it works in both ways mm-hmm. uh my recommendation is uh, kind of a combo i've been playing uh tekken 7 lately i used to play quite a bit uh, when I was uh, in college on my PlayStation, but after I sold it, I hadn't had it, but I bought it for my Steam Deck recently and played for like five hours yesterday, uh, just having <laughs> a great time. You know, people always say that Tekken is like one of the harder fighting games, which it definitely has yeah. some some stuff that's that's difficult. But to me, it just like makes more sense than a Street Fighter does. So I've always found stuff like Street Fighter way more difficult than Tekken. I don't know, just the the inputs kind of make sense in my head. Like, oh, when you press this button, it obviously does this kind of move. Whereas for Street Fighter, you know, yeah. you could press quarter circle forward and like light punch and your guy might like Kamehameha, which doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really make sense. Um, but yeah, so my recommendation is Tekken. It's good. Um, just a, a fun time. And then also specifically Evo was last weekend. So uh, I watched some of that. It's it's always good. The VODs are always on YouTube. But specifically, there's a match from 2018. Uh, this guy, Lil Majin, against JDCR that is maybe one of my favorite, just I'll just say like favorite sports moments. It's only like 10 or 12 minutes long. But, uh, you know, Korea has historically been kind of the best region at Tekken. They've recently been kind of supported yeah. by uh, Pakistan. But... Uh, at this time, we didn't know that Pakistan was so cracked. Uh, so um, Korea still had all the legends, and JDCR is like a, you know, legendary one of the best players ever. And so in Evo Top Eight, he's taking on this American guy, Little Majin, who had made kind of like you know a, a bit great like Cinderella run through Evo. And then yeah, that match from Top Eight is just it, it's so good. It's so much fun. The you know. I commonly like complain about esports commentary. I think it's normally trash. It's just guys screaming the entire time, 
and this yeah. one is uh, maybe slightly better than that, but it's still people <laughs> just kind of like getting hype for the moment. But I feel like it fits with this, especially if you know some of the kind of the backstory of like how big of a deal this kind of like, you know, th- this matchup is for just like, you know, he- he's one of the better American players, but isn't some like great, great player. You know, America's probably, you know, d- down at like number five or six in terms of like, regions at tekken and uh yeah just good match check that one out even even if you don't know anything about tekken i think you you'll you'll have a good time watching it it's uh it's a lot of fun but do you use one of the um big like modified controllers for fighting games i do yeah so i had uh kind of a traditional fight stick for a while and then uh at one point these uh they call them hitbox controllers. That was like the company that first kind of like yeah. really started them that are, they sort of replace like the joystick part with just four buttons. So it's more like a keyboard. I ended up getting one of those and I, I use that now. So yeah, I, I, uh, mm. I do use those. I, um, when I bought Tekken on steam the other day, I couldn't figure out how to get my, uh, fight stick connected to my steam deck. There, there had been like an update that kind of like, ruined it all so i had to jump through a bunch of hoops yeah. to get it working but it works now because but i was super nice. bummed because i was like if i have to go back to a controller i was like i, I would rather just not play <laughs> like i'd have to like re yeah. retrain my brain I, I can't do it without the without the fight stick most games these days are like designed for pad so it's fine to just play on like your playstation controller but i uh I, 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 this is like the primary way i've been playing since i've started fighting games so i can't i can't do yeah. it without it anymore <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's my my rec for this week um yeah next week we'll be back with more uh with more shonen jump as usual we get the get the nice off week this week so um which is actually nice because i i did not read all the all the series this week so uh, it gives me yeah. more time to catch up but yeah thanks for listening as usual hit us with the rating review wherever you can do that and then uh yeah we'll see you next week